0: Uh, You guys okay? Can, yep, can. Okay, ready? I'll slate us in at once. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Lion City Rock. The only Ooh. podcast that features two uncles talking about uh, Singapore local music.
1: Hey, hey, hey speak for yourself. Hey. La, sorry, sorry. What? Speak what? for yourself.
0: Don't anyhow you call me uncle. La. You uncle. Oh, okay, la, okay la. La. sorry. La. sorry la. My grand uncle. Oh, grand uncle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one grand uncle and one uncle. <laughs> yeah, before we get on with the rest of the program, um, I, think, I think I just want to do a quick shout out and a quick plug. Um, new music things that I, I recently came across, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, one is a uh, new new music put out by this uh, this singer songwriter called Erica, whom I think we we should try to get on this okay. podcast, Kevin. Yep. she's actually yeah. it's not bad. It, it, well, to me la. you must go and listen to listen to it yourself. A E R I Q A H. So Erica, that's her, that's her that's harmonica. Um Look out for her on Spotify and all the other. I mean, just Google Google, Google's can YouTube YouTube definitely can get. And uh, speaking about new music, I mean, uh, I'm, uh, it's, our next, it's our next guest, they, they they put out new music a couple of months ago, I think, yeah. in May, end of May or something. But uh, yeah, enough of us yakking. Yeah, let's just get, get them on and then we can get the show on the road. Uh, so please say hello to Darius, Lorenzo and Emily from Coming Up Roses. Yay! Hello. <laughs> hello, guys.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
0: No, thank you. Thank you, guys, for agreeing to to come on the pod. Yeah, and uh, and I, firstly, before we even begin, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot, Kevin. How do you first come to hear about this band?
1: So the first time I heard it was that somebody was telling me, "Oh, have you heard this band? Um, you know, Lynette is gushing over this band. She's going on and on about this band. I think baby's auditions or something." Then, then, then saw. Then I saw you guys. You know, a couple of shows. uh, Most notably, the you open for Fur. Uh, That was cool. That was a fun gig. Hard rock. So that's where I first heard
0: of. Okay. Okay.
1: So as I said earlier, I was a bit late to the game.
0: In fact, I think I was. I when I first started listening to you guys or or started, you know, checking out your music and stuff, I thought I was very, very, very late to the game, only because right. I saw this thing saying, oh, they got a new EP coming out. So i like, oh, great, great, great. And then next thing I know, I'm like, oh, we're going to pick our last show. And I'm going, what the? F- what? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then next thing I know, oh, wait, they're going to Canada. And then they're playing their last show. And then that's it. I'm like, what's going on with this band? So <laughs> maybe you can cycle <laughs>
1: cycle over. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I,
0: I was like, sure. I came in at, I came in at too late at the end already. Like, oh my God. So no, but what's... So what, what what was that? I mean, yeah. What was that all about? We're gonna go through this in a very very, you know, in and out kind of manner.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So so what happened at? I mean, like your new EP and then your last show. So what, what was that all about? <laughs>
2: uh. So I think it it was. I mean, for a while, um, coming up roses has always looked to beyond um Singapore shores. We mm. want we always looked at music act. Export so, um, yeah. So, when we released the second EP, we hadn't confirmed our plans yet, but we did get the opportunity, um, at the last minute to play for our Canadian Music Week.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then, um, because Jerris and I are going to further our studies overseas and also try to explore the music circuit there and learn and then bring things back, so, um it just so happened that, you know, our launch show for our second EP um, was actually the last show that we would play in Singapore. So yeah, so now we are doing a li- little bit more. Um, but for now, we are concentrating on our move to London um, to further our studies, but also to immerse ourselves in the music culture there. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I don't think it was like, from the start, we weren't like, oh, our launch show will be our last show. But it so happened that, you know, timing-wise and, you know, the number of gigs that we had um, only permitted for our last, our launch show to be our last show. So, yeah, so that's, that's what happened. Um, it was all really very fast. Um, we got the news about Canadian music quite last minute, but then it was just like, go oh. there. Come back, play last show, and then like oh, you know, so (laughs) yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't anything that's like planned from early on, but it was quite like yeah. We we usually roll with whatever that comes, so yeah.
3: Okay,
1: so when was it? When was the decision uh, to go to UK? When was that made?
3: A long time ago, actually. I think yeah, I think. As a band, we we kind of came to the realization that like, you know, if we want to really stretch our wings, we have to focus on like exporting the music. And of course, we wanted to go to a place. And and I think part of it is like also staying in a place for an extended period of time, getting to know more people. Uh, you know, of course touring is great, but it's expensive. You know, you're basically like on a yeah, you know, you're paying as if you're like you're like on holiday, right? Um, so I think for us it was important to go to a place and stay and of course to be in a place where music is really vibrant. The the birthplace of so many different genres of music, of course. Um, so yeah, I, we we made that decision pretty early on. Um, and now it's like, oh, it's time to start getting ready for it. So um, it's exciting, but it's also like a bit scary. Um, but I think we're looking forward to it yeah
1: yeah because you know just before this Chris and I were just talking about um, yeah about this the fact that you're making this this decision to to go to UK and we were kind of joking I mean how did you kind of sell it to family and things like that right
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it was it was quite difficult obviously it's a huge uh, financial undertaking um but uh, I guess I can share this now. I, I was lucky that I was able to like get some form of scholarship, so that helps. Um, and for Emily as well, she's she's doing a, a one year course. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it, it's not the easiest decision, but I think for our families, we explained to them, and they also we're also very lucky that they understand. Like you know, for us to really try to pursue this as a career, we, it's very difficult to try and stay in Singapore. Yeah, so they understand that um, the opportunity lies overseas, uh, and of course, I wish that we could stay here and do it all. But um, I think we're still quite a few uh, years away from that.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I mean, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you made you guys made this decision early on, right? So, but yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bring the conversation back to the early, early, early days, and so, <laughs> um, you know, for, I mean, early on meaning like, did, like um. Was this a thing that so when you first got together as as coming out Roses, right? Um, was this a thing that was already in your mind like, hey, you know, we want to be in a band, but you know we we know we have to get out of Singapore to, to get um, to get a wider audience and stuff like that. So maybe you can talk a bit about the early days of being in a band, like how, how did the whole band come about anyway? I mean and and, and how does that was it in school or, or or how do you guys like get into the whole music thing?
2: Uh, so I think, like, for Darius and I, we started off as a duo, um, as we usually tell people, um, then, and Darius was the one who wanted to explore beyond being an acoustic duo, um, mostly because he was playing with an acoustic guitar, but he had so many pedals that he wanted to, like, play with, (laughs) and, and therefore, we are now a shoegaze-influenced band, um, so we roped, yeah, we roped Lorenzo, who was our classmate at that time, um, to play guitar because we thought that, you know, we needed like a fuller sound. So we needed like a a four piece at the time when we first started. So um, yeah, I think it it just came very organically, but um, at the back of our minds, uh, at least for Darius and I, we always knew that we would go to somewhere um, someday. So Mm. we've always been very upfront with the band about it. And therefore, everything that we've worked towards has always been to build up for us to be able to export our music out, you know? Okay. Because I think the market in Singapore, there is a small market, but it's not enough to sustain a band, for example. And so I guess most musicians can agree that um, although there is a space for us to play in Singapore, it is not, Mm. you know, there is not enough spaces for us to play for a full-time you know, job in a sense. So so um, because of that, then, um, yeah, we we really look to music export because we realized that it's not just about the venues. It's also about the number of people in Singapore. Easily mm. in Taiwan or Indonesia, the number of people living there is so much, many more times than what we have here. So even if a fraction of the people are into music there, it's going to be more, way more than the people people listening here. So definitely, I think because of our small size in Singapore, like, music export is the way to grow. So, Mm. yeah, we've always knew this early on. Um, I think it's just become more real in the past year, especially after seeing Beyond the Singapore Shores when we got to do our first tour in Canada. Mm. Then we Mm. saw how, you know, vibrant other cities of music is actually like. So yeah, I I I, I maybe you can hear from Lorenzo's perspective because I think for Darius and I, we've always shared our our perspective on how like the band is formed and like what we've always envisioned. Yeah. But yeah, maybe you can listen from Lorenzo.
0: Yeah, Lorenzo, how do you? I mean, was it easy to persuade you to join this band?
1: <laughs> yeah, and be and before that, must always have because you are talk about school, so must have school shuffle. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> must we say school? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, shout out LaSalle for yeah. <laughs> bringing us by hook or by crook together. Yeah. Oh right, right. Inadvertently forming coming at roses. What is <laughs> the day as coming at roses? Yeah, LaSalle, you the real G. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um it's what Emily said just now was quite true. It was very true. Like and in Singapore the market gets super saturated. Um like in especially in like original music, like you only have like very few venues to play. Yeah. Then like I was just watching like some mm-hmm. Instagram video like a while ago saying like don't play your city too often. Cause like let's say, oh, if um if Up Roses is playing um this weekend, but they're playing again um in three weeks, but they're but they're like they also play regularly right i can just miss them for the next two shows and like mm. see them next time but you know next time is not going to happen because like your audience just gets like jaded or bored right. of you yeah because like they don't get see you any other time yep. so like i realized like that that's that's kind of like the situation in singapore which mm. i know like there's lots of people who like who like repeatedly go to local shows to like because mm. they really love they really love the local scene they really love supporting it but I think just, like, for the vast majority, like, it's human nature to, like, lose um, interest in things. Like you, you, can't, you can't, like, have your attention span too long or something. Like, I mean, it's hard to find, like, something that catches your attention for a really long time. So I think um, what the band is looking for right now is, like, a new audience, like, to expand the audience. Mm. But even if, like, the band, like, does, like, thrive overseas, right, like, Singapore is, the, is our... The, it's like the roots of where we came from huh? like it's where everything started huh? so mm-hmm. you know we'll, obviously like the band will never forget where it came from
0: so this this was all i mean you guys formed this whole band in school this was like what 2018 20...
4: 2017, 2017 yeah 18, yeah, 18. Yeah, 18. 17, 18. We start, 17 like september we started jamming oh. i remember <laughs> because i was working and i keep running from work to school Just to jam with you guys. Wow.
3: Okay. Such Uh, dedication.
2: But but I think back then, back then, we were doing like Bruno Mars covers. So, like, (laughs) like we we don't really count that as as like coming up roses because we weren't really coming up roses yet. We were doing like Bruno Mars and all the pop stuff. And we were like, okay, we're going to be a pop band. And then we jammed, and then we were like, wait, this is not working out and then we were like okay maybe let's try something on our own and then it became totally different and I was like uh I thought we were going to do like Bruno Mars I remember doing um, <laughs> what, what what was the song that it was we were like doing yeah yeah we were like <laughs> okay. trying to do that that's and so it's just so different from what we do now so we usually tell people that you know Coming Up Roses really formed in 2018 because that's when we started mm. playing our first show um yeah. it's when we Started gaining our identity as a band, um, okay. but yeah, we we did try to jam things out um, in 2017. Yeah, everybody started. Um, but the end of 2017, but we were like a pop cover band. I guess <laughs> we all got to start somewhere. So
0: yeah. So, so that was your that was your road to Damascus moment when the scales fell from your eyes and like we go we, as a band we can't do pop covers. We just got to do our own thing.
3: Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I I guess also cause like, we realised we weren't really good at doing the pop covers then. <laughs> so we're like, hm. Mm. So. Yeah, I, I think it's quite interesting because like, you know, we didn't force the songwriting to be in a certain style. It just so happened that like, at that time when the four of us came together, it ended up sounding like that. And it was like, to my surprise as well. Uh, even mm. though like, you know, I listened, to, we I think I listened and then as we've gone on, like all of us start listening to like, more of the, the gay stuff or whatever. um, But, it came that way naturally, like we didn't force and put the label on it and say, let's do it like this. Like it just sort of happened. Um, but I think all for the better, la, also. Yeah.
0: I uh, can't remember who, who who made this description of you guys, but um, uh, I'm just going to read the quote. It's Coming Roses, it's a band that balances the worlds of childlike innocence and idealism with the revelations that come with adulthood. Yeah.
3: We came up with that. Like uh, <laughs> okay. We thought very long and hard about it. Yeah. <laughs> Marketing things, you know. But uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean,
0: okay. So since you came up, explain yourself. How? the do, well, how,
3: how does that work? We put on the spot now. <laughs> oh, we we had already. Yeah, we already reached the top. Three. Yeah, actually, yeah, we we kind of changed it. I guess, like, yeah. <laughs> we are like exiting that 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 stage of that, that optimism, <laughs> and now we're right, like the next phase of like realism, but. <laughs> Adulting to it, yeah. 202. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> um, but the only student must adulting already, yeah. Uh. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I
4: think, yeah, I
2: think like that that came on pretty early on, um, because of the baby's budding brand, uh, brand, uh budding band program. Ah, okay, um, okay. did, did, did brand, it yeah. teach us a little bit more about like, um, sort of like your band bio and stuff like that? Mm. So we thought very hard about what coming up roses truly is, and we realized. Um, that our songs always have, like, some really light-hearted and easygoing songs. And then you have something like Waters, which is very chaotic, um, very noisy. And so we were thinking, like, instead of trying to put ourselves into one box, where either we are, you know, really dreamy, like dream pop, or very noisy, like, like, you know, Shoegaze or Noise Rock, right? Or like influenced by them at least. Um, We decided, you know, let's just embrace both sides because, you know, people are multifaceted, right? We are not just one one way, you know, we're not always just happy. We're not always just sad. We are, Mm. you know, we have different sides to us. And so I think that actually encompasses what we want to embrace, which is like, we have this innocence to us that, you know, we are hopeful. So then you have songs like Would You Ever, which is very forward looking. You've looked to the future with bright eyes, which is also still sometimes a little bit innocent and naive, like because you think about dreams and hopes and aspirations. Mm. But then you also have the real life reality of hitting, you know, of things hitting you that things are not a bit of roses, which is why you have things like Glass Stained Eyes. Even though it sounds happy, if you pay attention to the lyrics, it is a bit more realistic. You know that, you know, that as we grow up, and are still growing up I guess we are you know young adults but you know we will always get older right then you learn more things so that that is how the we us um it's how the the phase of us saying that we are trying to balance our idealistic side our very mm. youthful idealistic side um against our very like mm epiphany moment where we realize oh shit shit's going down moment yeah and therefore you have this phrase that we just put into our bio and um i think to a certain extent it's still relatable but i guess back then it was much more as we were younger as well the swing flies like a in the sky. these memories are more than it seems a fantasy i not a dream
1: What is, what is the, what's the your songwriting for the band's songwriting process like? Is it, you know, some bands do lyrics first or the music first or sometimes mix up the two. What is it like for you guys?
3: I, I think for us, generally, how it works is uh, either Emily or myself will come to the band with some sort of melody and some sort of lyrics already. Uh, and then we sort of arrange it together. So uh, But then, of course... Um, you know, when we couldn't like be together in a room, uh we also had to adapt. And so all of us learn a bit more, you know, um DAW skills, learn how to like sort of record our own bits and send it back and forth. Uh and and now nowadays we are back together writing where, you know, um we don't we don't really have our drummer with us at all, all the time, but um, you know, the three of us would come together. Uh, workshop some parts and see what works, and so that that's been the way we generally write songs. Yeah. How do you
1: decide when a song is complete?
3: That's a good question. I mean, I don't think for us there really comes a point because we, at least for the previous the EP that we just released, um, we we came up with quite a lot of the parts while we were in the studio, so we already had an idea of how the song sounded because we we tried it live. You know, we 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 jam in a room, but that's like four of us together. Uh, but obviously, when you're in the studio situation, you can experiment. You can do more things than you can do live. You know, so I would say like it's so we only feel like it's done when we've finished recording, you know, or or even when after it's finished mixing, because obviously there's some elements that will come out more. Uh, so I I feel like that's the point where we say yeah okay this this sounds like how we intended it to to mm. be, yeah.
2: But I think mm. even so, like mm. um, there will be instances where like even after recording, one or two of us will have like a new part that, or idea that we think is cool and then that becomes like our live version. So sometimes yeah. when you see us play in real life versus what you hear on Spotify or Apple Music, right, mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit different because, you know, we, we tend to get ideas mm. and then we're like, oh, no, it's too late to record that now. i right. ah, hack it, you know, you just <laughs> play it because you, you like it and like... So it's always changing. Um, I wouldn't say it changes drastically, um, but I don't think there is like an end point where we say, "Okay, now we have to stick to this and this is the final product. Um, I think for a lot of musicians, especially because if you keep playing often, um, you do get bored of your own material sometimes. So sometimes you change things a little bit here and there. Um, So I don't think there's ever an end, but there is, of course, a finalized structure, finalized sound. but yeah.
0: Do you find yourself like a, like, or do you think of yourself like a, a, a wear your heart on your sleeve kind of band and what you write this message that you want to say? Because I mean, some of them, I, I don't know whether I'm interpreting this right or wrong, but sometimes, like, like say, Slingshot and stuff like that, it, it, the the lyrics seem to be a bit darkish. ish. I mean, sometimes it seems to me that the, the, the songs aren't as bright, like, like what you're mentioning earlier, I mean, like, you know, may not be as bright as what people. Think of because of the music is quite uh, perky, you, you know what I mean. But is is that a thing that you guys purposely want to do? And and you know, are you the kind of wear your heart in your sleeve kind of band that that does that kind of stuff?
2: Yes. Anybody, anybody else wants to go? <laughs> like you know, I'm just like looking at my bandmates now because like you're not together we're all in our separate rooms, and I guess that's, like, the post-COVID thing, you know, I'm just, like, so... Yeah. Like, last time, you can elbow your friend next to you, and now we are, like, all separated. I'm just, like, looking at them, like, oh, uh, you all want to <laughs> okay, answer? Okay. Or, like... okay,
4: I'll say, okay, I'll say something. Else. <laughs> so, like, I think, like, I can't really say much for the lyrics because I don't really write the lyrics Right. The majority of the songs, but, like, I think as, a, as, a, as an artist or as a musician, you try to encompass the full, like, human emotional spectrum in your music. So um yeah there are like you can't have like your perky happy stuff all the time and you're not gonna feel down and out all the time i mean if you do then that's a real problem but like um i would say like we try to be honest with ourselves like how you're feeling at the moment like and when you're writing the song um because like what's music if you're not if you're not being totally honest if you're not like um, pouring like a piece of yourself into it, so like I mean, some context. Uh, Sling shots is about. I think written in twenty eighteen, right, guys? Was it twenty
2: eighteen? Like. Maybe. 2019, I remember it was a very eh?
4: no, it was a very old song. We performed it in like Bay Beats, but we never oh. wrote it until this year. Yeah. Oh. So that's yeah. Really actually. Yeah. So like that time it was written about gun violence, right, Emily? Uh
2: yeah, so I I I guess because um slingshots was a song that I wrote. And, well, I, I don't think it's a conscious thing. I, I seem to do it in real life as well, according to my friends, where, like, I would always say things that are more thought-provoking. Um, I guess because I'm, by person, a very ago. sentimental person. So when I was, I think it was, like, the Sandy Hook Elementary School. In
4: 2001, bro, or like something.
2: Eh? Really? Anyway, that long ah? okay. I don't know. One of the elementary schools at that time ah. I, I don't know which one uh ah. so every, that
4: time, I, time
2: ah. one one of it lah, right because there's so many, right? Yeah. Um, but like um it was in response to a shooting in a school. Um if if you want to put it explicitly. Um so I was very upset by the news, even though we don't have this problem in Singapore, but I guess it really like upset me because I guess as a human, you feel for the the lives lost, especially the young lives lost. And I, I mean, that was my way of like trying to get people to think about life and love. Um, you know, I I would say that we are not a very like political band where we want to like oh you know have ulterior motives or whatever. It's more of like I want to appeal to the human nature side of people to to think twice before they do something hurtful. And it's not just like gun violence. Of course, I wrote it in response to gun violence, but I feel like that song could be used for so many other types of violence and hurtful things in this world. And like, I guess if you look at our songs, it's always been reflective of like how we feel as individuals, but also we never really tell a person directly how to feel about our music or what, It actually is. We have our own interpretations, even for Waters. um, I remember asking Lorenzo back in 2019 um, about Waters, and I said, what do you think Waters is about? And what he gave me was so different from what I thought Waters was about. Even though like maybe by theme or an umbrella theme, it was similar, but our interpretations behind the story of the song, it's always different. So, um, yeah, if you want to put it explicitly, um, slingshots was about gun violence. Um, when I wrote it to me, because that was the part that I was hurting. Right. Right. I I was like, why is this happening? It's been happening and still happening until today. And so I wrote it, but after writing it, I realized that my lyrics are very ambiguous sometimes, sometimes more forward than others. Um, But I think the beauty of that is so that people can interpret it in their own way, so that they can Mm. connect with the music more. And I think for us, it's not really about, we have a story to tell, yes. But it's about having the listener have their own experience and interpretation and to feel for the music and connect with the music in their own way. So when people ask me, you know, what is this song about? And they're always you know, wanting to know the juicy bits, like, oh, mm-hmm. is it like something bad happened and you write about this? Of course, I have my story, right? But I don't want my story to be the story. It should be about what the listener feels and experiences at the time when they first listen to the song, like, and connect with it. I think that's the most important part. And that's why we also enjoy playing live shows because I think that's where you really connect with the audience Um, because then you can feel the energy in the room you can bounce off it and like people can just listen to you on all streaming platforms if they really just want to hear your music but i think people want more than that they want that connection they they want to see they want to know who you are and and that's why we have all these things right we have interviews but also people are still coming to live shows instead of Mm. just staying at home and listening to music online so i think for us we've always been a very people person um i subconsciously or consciously That's just us You know Like we we always Just love people And we just want People to feel like You know There is something For them out there And I guess there is You know There's different types Of music For different types Of people And that's what we do
0: off the vibe of the crowd and stuff like that, and maybe you can talk about like your, your two most recent uh, uh, tours, uh, because the crowds there, I believe, uh, in Canada, you guys went to Canada for Canada Music Week, but you also did, I mean, a few other different shows as well, right? Out, was it or was it yeah. all just part of Canada, the Canada Music Week?
3: We did we did like uh, four shows in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, so not all of them were Canadian Music Week shows. There are some that we sort of like tried to go on our own and, and do something. Mm. Uh, and then after our launch show We actually went to Indonesia And we did a uh, Like a one week tour Right We played like What four or five cities Five
2: I was counting five. the other day And telling Yeah Telling my friends so, How tiring it was But also so rewarding Yeah, yeah. Five Five.
3: I, I think it was cool to see Like And I, I mean you know, As we go to like Different countries And we see the Different music cultures Like mm. You see certain similarities And differences And I think that's the beauty of like going overseas and seeing the world and I, I think we, part of us also is trying to, we tried to do that like after, you know, we, we've been stuck in Singapore for two years, you know, as a band, I think entering COVID at that time, we were at the point where we were like, okay, yeah, let's go overseas but then like obviously everything stopped.
0: Right, so yeah.
3: now that we had the chance to go overseas and see, you know, the world, um, yeah. it was very rewarding. I think Canada, um, their audience is a bit more mature. So, they are really listening to the music and 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 they're you know a bit more like they're listening to the lyrics and they're listening to like like you know the, the 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 product as a whole and and after the show they'll be like, Oh yeah, I know I loved what this song was about. And and they'll they'll say things like that. In Indonesia, they are like really there for like the party, but the energy <laughs> okay. is through the roof. Wow. So um, you know, like we they they were crowdsurfing and stuff like that, which 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 really? doesn't happen wow. for us all the time, <laughs> and we were like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> we we're like playing, <laughs> and like we we're like <laughs> trying to avoid like some guy like just like flying over, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very fun. Yeah, um, but it was great. I know. Uh, I think for Canadian, for Canada, it was more of like uh because we went there to play like a showcase festival, mm. so it's a bit different. Uh, you know, it's a bit more like um, industry facing.
2: Uh, okay, but.
3: Okay. For Indonesia, that one felt like a proper tour. We actually had a... You know, we, we linked up with our friends. Uh, we are, we're a friend with this band called Iris Bevy in Indonesia. And, mm. and they really took good care of us. And, you know, the, the together we sort of did like the five cities. And, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. What
3: was, what was like... Were there any Spinal Tap moments on, on this on
0: this thing? I... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean
4: by that?
3: <laughs> spinal, Have you okay, not seen
0: like... Spinal Tap? No.
3: no. It's, it's it. about time you did. Yeah. You have to. Okay, I don't you think there to. were any like really specific spinal tap moments.
0: but okay, okay. There have been
3: times where we've been lost backstage before, la, So I think there's like the most spinal tap <laughs> okay, is okay. gotten. Yeah. It's not like when you're when you
0: when you order a prop and then it turns out to be eleven <laughs> inches instead of eleven feet tall kind of prop. To now. be
3: fair, we haven't done much of the prop work things yet. So yeah. Okay, <laughs> maybe, okay. maybe not yet. <laughs>
0: I mean, in my previous in my previous incarnation, I was working as a as a music writer, so I got to interview a lot of um, you know bands and stuff like that. And without a doubt, every single rock band that I, in, I interviewed, I said, "What's your favorite like you know thing to watch and stuff like that in your know, downtime?" And nearly all of them said, "This is Spinal Tap," and mm-hmm. nearly all of them said, "Spinal Tap is should be a documentary and not a." And not a comedy movie kind of thing, you know what I mean? Cause I was like, really, I said yeah, yeah, and all of them have said like yeah, getting lost backstage lah, your your guitars conking out halfway through, or getting stuck in in certain areas where you're not supposed to be. Uh, yeah, the, yeah,
4: from Mister Duck, Mister oh yeah, so
3: so I I didn't realize how because the the because we we were we bought some cup noodles to eat at, like the hotel. And then it's it said miss then it said pedas gila. So I was like, cannot be that bad, la, right? So I ate the thing, and then like for the rest of the the the, the tour, I was like, when I was playing, like, I was having stomach ache, but I was like, okay, just <laughs> out. Yeah. yeah so oh the, the first first eight kit is very important.
1: Yeah. Right? So, uh,
0: yeah. The end uh, acids. This
3: yeah. is this are all the like the lessons you learn. So like don't eat like something that is specifically crazy spicy while you're on tour, you know. Um, but okay, I I guess like you mentioned, like you know the guitars conking out. Yes, um, yes, that happens to us all the time. Strings breaking at the worst possible times. yeah not working. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know we we carry like we have quite a lot of pedals, especially like if we're playing like local show, then we we, mm. we, we don't like have a flying rig. We, we like bring as much as we can. You right? bring your entire arsenal. If we bring right? the entire arsenal. <laughs> then something you know screws up. Um, actually, yeah, it it's happened a lot, but um. I think it's it's also good because like we learn to be very adaptable. We learn to like when when all this stuff happens we like mm. we have learned to be like very calm and like okay, let's see how we can deal with this and uh whereas at the start we' were like, oh shit, <laughs> but you know as a as a band like these are as you grow like these are the things you 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 learn like stage management things play it cool okay, play it cool. <laughs> yeah, string break now I learned how to play guitar on five strings so'm uh-huh. okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
2: ex- I'm an
4: expert yeah. by now though.
3: Yeah, so
2: yeah, almost every show in Indonesia someone was breaking a string. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> almost every
4: hey, The first, first show me and Darius both broke a string. I broke the E string, you broke the B string. yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other way. I
3: don't know why. We we borrowed guitars from our friends last, so we were like just we we didn't it's, it's ah, not our guitar, yes. so we, we we're like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, it's yeah. breaking, yeah. all right. Yeah, then we just go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> so for Canada, what would you say personally your biggest takeaway from
0: Mm. Mm.
2: I, I think for us it's um having humility um because we were practicing so hard um it before Canada that we thought like we got it down, you know, because we were we were we were practicing and we knew our stuff and so when we went to play we thought like you know we got this in the bag and then we realized you know that we could have done better. Um and so then we realized that just because you practice as a band three times a week and then at home every other day, it doesn't mean that you're playing or performing well. You still need to be aware of your you know surroundings and the way you perform. Um and so I guess for us initially we got complacent because we were like we've been practicing so much, I'm sure we'll play well, but it seemed that because of our different um the differences in the performance environment we were very distracted and therefore did not put on our best show at first and and so I think that taught us a lot about staying humble and not being complacent you know it's very easy for us to feel very comfortable once you know you've done things a million times and as a band who's been around for I wouldn't say we've been around for very long but we've also not been around it's not like we just formed right so I think it was a good reminder for us to always think about how to make things better because I think for a while we we were just playing and and while we were enjoying ourselves we weren't reflecting as much on what we could do better but when we went there and we saw the level of you know showmanship and performance Um, by the other bands you realize you know hey there's actually a lot more for us to improve on and so it was very humbling for us to see all these bands being like wow I I asked this bassist he's like Darius's height I'm so tiny right (laughs) but and so when I jump I feel like I'm already in the air but no this guy is Darius's height and jumping like if I could say he's jumping at the level of my shoulders. I'm just like, you're carrying a bass. You are so tall. The the ceiling is almost hitting your head, but you're still jumping. (laughs) I'm like, how are you doing all these things and not (laughs) getting injured and still looking so cool? And I'm just like, oh, I want to, you know, learn and be a better musician and performer because of that, you know? So, um, yeah, I think it was a very humbling experience to see all these great musicians and for us to, to know and realize that you know, just because you practice at home doesn't mean there isn't anything else for you to improve on. Because there's always something for you to improve on. And I think that's I'll take away until this day. And it's something that I tell myself personally. So from like from then on, every show we played, I'm more conscientious of being the best musician that I can be, rather than just enjoying the moment, which I think most of us would like to do, right? Like yeah. but I think putting the effort to actively always like just try to be a better you. is so hard and tiring sometimes, but sometimes you need a kick in the butt. And, and I guess that's what um, Canada did for us because we saw all these great musicians and we were like, hey, we need to step up our game, man. Like, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. For yourself, then, you, I, I mean, we don't want to be always very negative, but what is your biggest obstacle towards like you think is, is, is facing the band or, or what was your biggest challenge that you guys had to surmount?
2: If uh, I, wait, you know, for like, I until now, I don't know whether or not this screen, I mean, our Zoom is being recorded on screen, <laughs> or is it just like audio-wise? So, I'm just, for, in the case of our visuals not being recorded, I'm actually staring at Lorenzo and Darius and being like, <laughs> are you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In case, I don't know. Because I, you know, if not, then it's just an awkward silence, and then like the listeners are <laughs> gonna be like, "What is happening?" So yeah, I'm just like, "Are you guys gonna answer?" I can't nudge them, like, but I can answer as well. It's just that I, Wait, I like to let my. Something? Is there what?
4: Is there a poke function here? Is there a like? A, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. The What's poke function.
2: Poke function.
4: Poke, poke, poke. Like I poke you like that. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Oh poke, <laughs> like in on Skype last time, right? I think uh. there's there's. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Okay. Going back to your question. Okay. I think one of the major obstacles is like, we got no drama. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that I can see
3: where that could be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is a obstacle as a rock band, you know, I mean, we could cocktail twist this out, but I don't think it really fits with our, with mm-hmm. our sound yet. Uh. Um, so yeah, I think that's one of the obstacles. Um, one of the upcoming obstacles is that we're not going to be in the same country. Um, but that being said i think one of the obstacles is that you know if we stay in singapore it, it, like we mentioned just earlier the, the uh, earlier in this podcast like it's it's difficult la. and and so part of that is also that when we go to the new country the obstacle is will we be accepted there will we be able to find the opportunities and i mean these are all the things that are like we're always thinking about and we're always trying mm. to uh, preempt ourselves you know find find some sort of uh contact who can help us. And, you know, these are, these are challenges that I guess every band sort of faces. Mm. Um, especially if, you know, you're playing overseas. Even when we, were in, when we decided to go to Canada and we we're trying to find our own shows, it was mm. also not easy because um, we don't have, like, a network there per se. So it's, it's um, all these challenges, but there's all these challenges, but it's really, like, you know, how hard do you want to work? Like? How determined are you to, like, face them? Um how resourceful can you be to like go and find the right person who can help you? Like, you know, so I mean these are all the things that we sort of work on on the daily and like always trying to find opportunity, um, always trying to find, you know, what what's the next step to do? And you know, that like there isn't a tried and tested format for any of this. You know, mm, not good, that good. not that we have like the budget yeah. to like throw in like a few hundred thousand dollars into marketing or whatever that, that would like be a more surefire but even then that, that doesn't work all the time yeah so <laughs> um you know as a as a very independent band mm. um the, we of course have our mentors but we uh we are like figuring this out by ourselves as we go along and so there are always all these cha- uh concerns and challenges and worries but um you know we we just put our best foot forward and and hope for the best yeah i do
0: Put you guys on the spot, then what yeah. will you say is the best thing or the worst thing about coming up? routes
3: Lauren, so you can go first.
4: <laughs> the best <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my, throw me first
2: because you, 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 you made a us. sound, yeah, you made a sound, and then your face went I up. I made a sound because I don't know,
4: I still don't <laughs> know, like, even if I say the answer now, right? I don't, I still don't know if that's how I really feel. All right,
2: do, do you know, like, in class, right? Our teachers always know when we don't want to answer, and they will. Always ask us to answer. So and then like, like personally for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like right. when the person doesn't know what to say, right? It's when they get to say first, you know. That that seems to be the case in class. Um.
4: best thing and worst thing about Kamuya roses are I think I think um the best and worst thing is that we it's like, you know, um we have three heads, we have three brains. And that's also the worst thing. Cause, like we all have our ideas like recently we were trying to write a song then we like all have different ideas on it then like it was quite hard to get it together but like having like three brains working together works also works great as well because like um when writing our two eps right a lot of it is like just um it come together i like, just jam put our ideas together so mm. that's one of the instances where it like where it works well like um yeah it doesn't work all the time. We all have our ideas. We all have our tastes, our influences, how we envision the song to be. So, yeah, I think creatively, that's both a best, the best and worst thing. But I think it's more of a best thing. For me. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> so for me, I think the best thing about Coming Up Roses is that no matter our differences, we always, you know, put harmony and the love for each other first so you know like how you are whenever you're with your family there's times when you have disagreements Um, so I think in the backstage past they were asking us um, at first about um, things that we want to pour out and like some secret hatred or burden that we still keep oh, in our minds. Okay. <laughs> and we were all, like, looking at each other and they were like, we want to know the tea. And we were just like... Yeah, yeah, But we really don't have anything... <laughs> like, I know we have our disagreements, we have our fights, we get annoyed, we do Like, but at the same time, we forgive and forget. And I think mainly the forgetting part helps because then you don't have any kind of, like, resentment against each other. And I think that's the best part. Um, Because for us as a band... Uh, we work as a unit. Um, like Lorenzo said, we have three heads. Um, but I think we are very forgiving. And, and so we still put... We are friends who became a band and not just band, a bandmates who are colleagues.
0: Right, yes. So yes.
2: because of that work um, and our chemistry is there beyond just the music. So I think that's the best thing. Um, I guess... The worst thing is, like Lorenzo said, we have different personalities. So not just, like, in terms of music preferences or, like, the way our ideas or, like, how we do things. But I think, like, in terms of who we are as individuals, we are also all very different, Um, which can be a good and bad thing. But sometimes it does, you know, result in disagreements. But in the end, we are always... I don't know. I, I, I've always told my band this that i'm very grateful about how we are able to see each other's point of view you know there isn't like one person who is just like die die must do my way die die like y'all all all listen to me or else i'm gonna quit you know there there has never been that case it's always been like okay yeah maybe in a, a moment we were but then we always talk things out and we are like, oh, I'm sorry. We at least know how to say that we're sorry because we treasure our friendship more than anything else. So I think that's the good thing about coming up roses. I'm I'm a sentimental person. So anything that comes up from my mouth is always sentiment. Right? It's always about love. It's like I think I will fit in well in the 80s, eh, or the sixties, the you know the hippie yeah. culture, like the, the love movement. I think I I'll fit very well inside there.
3: Uh for me I'll speak more on like the music bit la, since I think the rest has been Covered by Lorenzo and Emily, uh, I think the the best thing about Camera Roses is like our live energy. I think that's where we've always, um, you know, shown our our best side, you know, and and you know, as like, uh, we see the most sort of like engagement and people being interested in the band when we perform live, you know. So I, I think that's like my favorite thing that like I I, I I personally, and I think probably for the rest of the band, we enjoy, like, performing live a lot. Um, and so, I'd say that's the best thing. I don't really know what's the worst thing to say in this case. I I guess, like, the worst thing is just, like, it's, you know, being part of a band, it's it's uh, doing all the social media stuff is sometimes a bit more difficult than if you're an individual. Not, it's not, like, yeah, but I mean... Yeah, so so that's why we're like trying to like go overseas and like go and play shows because like we've tried to do like the social media thing, but it's it's a hit and no. me sometimes, you know.
0: <laughs> I, I was I was waiting for you guys to come and do a TikTok dance or something. Oh, no, it, no, 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 <laughs> no Not gonna happen. No. Okay.
3: No. TikTok <laughs> is evil, ah la, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say this, Lorenzo. Uh, we need support. No, no,
2: no, no. You must support all TikTok the TikTok is
3: TikTok is great. My it's opinion. my opinion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
3: yeah, I, th- I think that said like as a band, I think we we are like fairly traditionally a band. Like the things that we love to do as a band, um, are like stuff that has been around for all times of like bands being around. You know, playing live. Uh, you know, making records like we are com- quite committed to like the vinyl format. So both of our EPs are on on vinyl, um, and I think that's something that is uh we will probably stick with lah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all collect records. I think, yeah.
0: Okay, so you guys yeah. have like substantial like vinyl collections
3: and stuff yeah, like that. I
2: think it's only Darius. Uh, I Darius have the... Like- I have a cover. Yeah, Darius has a whole wow. like rack, but I think the rest of us have like a smaller. I think Lorenzo and I combined is not even as much as Darius yeah, alone.
3: That's true. So,
2: yeah. Well, wow. yeah.
0: Uh I was watching your 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 um the, the yeah. Canada Canada mm. vlogs, your travel logs um and in part 3 you guys were recording in a in a studio but over there. Yeah. Yes. And, and and somebody was it was it you there I can't remember one of you guys mentioned that it was uh like this could be part of a new album or something oh yeah so, so. is is that is that in the works is that what what you guys actually have planned or and how yeah. are you gonna do this yeah
3: um, I mean we are continuously writing so we are like reaching that point where like we have we are reaching enough songs for the for an album but yeah definitely mm. we are we are gonna work on a full length thing next. Uh, so that the studio that you saw is this beautiful studio in Toronto called uh, Revolution Recording. Right. You know some huge bands have recorded there, and and the thing is that um, mm. you know it's, it's such a huge space, it's such a beautiful space. Like you can record orchestras there, but it's actually mm. surprisingly uh, reasonably priced. <laughs> and then um, you know we had the we had the pleasure of having Leonard to along with us on our trip. Mm. And you know he, uh, we got we went to the studio together for a tour first, and we we're like, wow, this is beautiful. Like, imagine if we got to record there. So we actually yeah. asked the studio, and they actually had like a availability. So we we're like, okay, yeah, sure, let's 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 go and record something. Oh really? Uh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it was it was a great experience. Like recording, they they had like a beautiful SSL console, and I mean, not to get too nerdy about anything, but <laughs> um, it was like, a, you know, like an analog gear dream. Yeah, all the beautiful they had. was what, what it called? Fairfield compressors, like
2: Fairchild.
3: Oh, sorry, Fairchild, Fairfield, Yeah, Fairchild Fairfield. compressors. Sorry,
2: <laughs> skip,
3: skip me for that. But I yeah, was I'm... so
2: shocked about about the cost of a Fairchild when I first heard, <laughs> heard about it. And I was just like, huh. But yeah, it, yeah, I could hear the difference, and it was great. And I think like it's something I've never heard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think it was a great experience. Uh,
3: yeah, so well, the stuff that we recorded there, we it's definitely gonna be used in 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 the whatever we put out next. Yeah.
0: Okay, la, So so not, the the it's not quite the end of the band kind of thing. Like. Oh no! That, uh, all that uh,
3: potential stuff that you guys put out on social media in the last uh-huh. <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> it's the end of the band in like Singapore, la, Maybe. Yeah. yeah. For, end. End. for now, for no, now, not, not Hi- the end, but the like, like, like it's a hiatus. Sorry.
2: Yeah, for now we are we're making our move, so it's like a transition period. Yeah. Um, but I think things will definitely change, um, especially in a term, in terms of the way we record and stuff like that. But uh, at least for the next campaign or so, we have our materials down. Um, that we got to write as a band in Singapore, so I think that that's a good thing. Um, that we have enough material till we can figure out what will happen afterwards. So for now, in the short term, we kind of have like a plan. We have a campaign that we're thinking of doing. Of course, um, we haven't really gone into the details of what exactly is the next step. We know roughly because we've done two cycles already, right? Um, But for now, I think we're concentrating on trying to get our footing in the UK and hopefully introducing our best and to new audiences before we release new material. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's okay.
3: Mean. Okay.
0: Can I can I just very quickly ask one like it's totally left off left field kind of question? How how does how does Tan Cheng Bok and Gamit Singh make it into your credits
3: for your video? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that Tan Cheng Bok is a different. Uh, <laughs> oh, not not that not that guy. <laughs>
1: fake out (laughs)
3: uh but yeah uh mr mr (laughs) mr singh is actually my uh is a my dad's schoolmate oh okay yeah so um you know i think uh our our parents are supportive of what we do so when we were like um we were reaching out for like some support so um Mm. you know obviously my my parents shared about it so some of their friends came in and you know helped helped out in their own oh, ways, okay. yeah. So, okay. yeah, that's cool. that's how that's how it's there. <laughs> <'Kay>, okay. <Yeah.
0: laughs> well, you know, um, yeah, I don't want to take up too much of your time, um, but but uh, in terms of in terms of this, mm. okay. So you've, you've you've got this out. What is is there anything between like now and a new album that that you guys will be like pushing out for for your fans and all your followers and anything- stuff like that?
1: Anything coming up? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, um, nothing's too confirmed yet, uh, but we are, I think this one, the one that's quite confirmed is that we will be playing in Taiwan at the end of the year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's probably like the next tour thing. Uh, we'll
2: also be part of, like, I think we'll be part of um utopia reimagined yeah so it's, um, a, it's a project where there's a, it's a project where there's a it's a collective of songs from different artists uh, about utopia so that's what we've been working on in the past few weeks Um, mm-hmm. so that's like a little side project project that we've been focusing on mm. but it won't be like part of our album it's, it's separate right. but it's still coming up roses
0: Okay, yeah. okay, and, uh, and in terms of that though, so when when you get when you guys actually, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, when you guys actually like flying off and stuff, and and Lorenzo, what you're back in school, so you I guess you'll be busy yourself with
4: that. Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs>
2: he's yeah, holding down, down the fort for, for us, you know, like back in the homeland. He's holding down the fort so that people hmm. don't forget about us. He's gonna share about. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 I'll be the annoying guy. i mean, like.
2: Hey, I'm in a band
4: as well. It's called Music <laughs> Roses. Yeah.
2: Lorenzo will be our Southeast Asia arm. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And, the then, and then
2: we'll be in, in, in Europe.
3: You're just opening new office. Like That's all actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Opening a yeah, new yeah, yeah. office. <laughs> okay.
2: Expanding. I, I think Singaporeans know how hard it is to do music in Singapore <laughs> and abroad. Mm. So whenever we reach out to, like, other Singaporeans, they're always very willing to help. Or even locally, like, when we are kind of lost and we need some advice, there's always, like, someone who is willing to share their experiences or what they think or even, Mm. like, go beyond just sharing and actually doing things to help us out. So, um, yeah, I guess as a community, we all are in this tough business together, which is why I think that there is that sense of unity um, and helpfulness. Uh, I don't know about last time, I heard of things not being as unified last time, but I think for our generation, or at least for Coming Up Roses, people have been very kind to us and very nice and warm. So, you know, even like now, we have some friends um, overseas so like in London we have already some contacts um some introduced by other friends. Um when we went to Canada we also you know got to meet some of our friends like yeah it's definitely something that we look forward to and we're very thankful that the community is nice enough to always give us a helping hand when we need it and likewise we hope to do the same whenever we can as well. So yeah, I think I think it'll be a good experience. Uh, it's a little bit scary um but hopefully we'll adapt as we always have, and good things will come. Which is what coming up roses is, right? So,
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's very good. Is that is that why you got the name?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we a lot of people ask us like, is it from like the Eliot Smith song? They were like, uh, no. They're like, is it from the the begin again? They were like, no. Like it actually it's just from the English phrase itself. Like the original Everything's Coming at Roses. Which is why the EP is called Everything Is Yeah.
0: Mm. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So there <laughs> okay, you go. <laughs> <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thank thanks very much guys. I mean, for, for agreeing to come on this, you know. Yeah. You know, you guys must be you know, we know you guys must be busy and stuff like that. So thank you very much for taking time out, man.
2: Oh, all good, all good. Thank you for having us. It's always nice to talk to new people. I mean, we've met Kevin Matthews a few times. Um, mm, mm. But it's always nice to talk to people and also like to see their perspective on what they think about us and also for us to share about us. Um, hopefully, it has been a rewarding past hour <laughs> or so, I guess. <laughs> yeah yeah so and 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 hopefully we didn't bore y'all with all <laughs> no, our, no, no. No, yeah no. yeah yeah but like yeah it's, it's always nice i i guess like in a sense you know because you you guys are so into music as well then there is that you know like you there's there's the understanding of struggles but also reward from doing music when you love music um yeah so i i I I always am very thankful for any opportunity, whether it is a podcast um, or even just a chance to perform, like anything that can help us, you know, share about our music. And we're very Mm. thankful for you having us also.
0: So people, you guys, if you haven't heard Coming Up Roses yet, um, get online, check them out. I think. They're on Instagram. Uh, yep. The handle is what's coming up, Roses. Is that, is that right? Is that correct?
2: SG. Coming, coming up, Roses,
0: SG. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. So check them out uh, on Instagram. They have a link tree there that you, you can get to get their listen to their music, watch their videos, uh, buy their merch. You guys have merch, right? Do you still, still yes. sell the merch?
3: We have shirts, okay. vinyl, stickers. Yeah.
0: Stickers. Okay. Yeah. Stickers. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so <laughs> go check them out. The uh, coming up Roses, uh they're on YouTube, they're on Instagram. You guys have a Facebook account as well. Yeah. No,
3: no TikTok, right? So, have. Yeah. Ever, but Ever. Have, but have. Very inactive. Uh, and no dancing.
2: Oh. No
3: dancing. There's, okay, there's, okay, okay. If, if you want to see that, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> we don't hop on the bandwagon and, and follow trends, but we do try our best. <laughs> um, but usually we lag behind. We did one trend where you go like left and right based on like the preference. Yeah, yeah. what you like, right? Yeah yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quite pre- fun. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That was quite fun, but we we haven't done any dances yet. I think Lawrence will
3: <coughs> yeah, probably will be beat me
2: up if I ask him to do so. So <laughs> so I guess that will be off the books for now, and we probably wouldn't do that, but um. You know, actually, Lawrence is a pretty good dancer. I think he might be the best one out of all of us. It's just really was. He's, wow. he's shy. Come on, uh. <laughs> he's a really good dancer. Yeah, yeah. But um, TikTok wise, we've just tried to do like band stuff. Yeah. Um, we haven't really done very like individual stuff. You know, there's a lot of like dance, but also there's a lot of like trends that are more. To, per, to like individuals like they cater to individuals so i think we don't really use tiktok much um but when we have an idea or two we we do post but they are not like yeah <laughs> it's not our our thing that we would promote we would promote our music or our live shows um mm. because i think mm. we're not very good at the whole social media thing and i think it's a room for us to improve on and learn also but for now we are Still quite bad at it um, Admittedly
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay Okay yeah So anyway Go check them out uh, Coming up Roses uh, And we'll be Very interested to see What else they'll be Coming up with In the near future So thanks very much guys For for coming on the show man Thank you you So much guys Thank you
2: Thank you for your time
1: And that was Coming up Roses Um an upcoming band from Singapore <laughs> uh, well they've been around for a while now so like since 2018 so very interesting obviously to talk yeah. to them about uh, all their touring experiences as well as um, what they intend to do right in, in the future yeah
0: I'm so glad I'm so glad that they, they have this kind of thing you know and that's something of course that's something that we've always talked about and you know yeah. I, I firmly believe in that you know you should broaden your horizons and they're doing that very No like, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean it depends on uh, how serious you are uh, music. If you really are serious, then you know, it doesn't make sense to to, to stay in Singapore without giving go, especially when they're so young. They're just mm-hmm. in their in mm-hmm. their twenties. Yeah. yeah. So myself, you know, make a make a go. We never know. You never know what yep. happens. That's right? true. If, that's nothing true. Else, if nothing else is nothing else it's gonna be a great experience. So
0: Yeah, correct. So correct. so
1: yeah, so it's, that's why I say it's 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 uh, very uh, very interesting Very heartwarming Encouraging to see You know Young, young musicians You know Still putting their Kind of music on the line uh, So to speak Yeah mm, mm, Yep mm. Okay yep. You know You know what to do The usual Usual thing Share Like Like
0: Subscribe Subscribe cetera, follow. Cetera, yeah Tell all your friends About it man. yeah uh, About this podcast You know It's very difficult For a podcast To go Go on tour So we'll have to <laughs> Do this for you never know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe we can get an audience know. in the UK. We can go, go over yeah, there. We
1: can, we, can, we can, start in Singapore. <laughs> Do something <laughs> yeah, in Singapore. Yeah. Never know. Yeah, never know. that's true. That's know. true. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Alright. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Yep. bye Bye. you around.